0: Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org.
1: is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover.
2: Bring your time and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain.
3: For you know. in. You're on Educate it's for Life Radio. This is am1170theanswer.com in San Diego, California. You can listen live on AM 1170 The Answer. Our number is 888-344-1170. We're also streaming all over the world, all around on the World Wide Web. My website is educateforlife.org. You can go there to get all kinds of answers to questions, hard questions uh, about life, reality, the Bible, and... Um, I have special guests on the show tonight. I have a couple uh, students of mine or um, somewhat of a student here, and um, we're going to be talking about purpose tonight. Um, The Purpose Driven Life is a book that came out quite a while ago, and incredibly, it was released in 2002. It hit number one on the four major bestseller lists, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Publishers Weekly. The Hardback Edition won the 2003 and 2004 ECPA Christian Book of the Year Award, and it has all kinds of numerous um, accolades. It's all over the world, uh, I believe over 50 million copies sold, and it just shows the driving need for purpose that people have in their lives. And um, we have on our show tonight uh, Gracie Walker, Kyle Stowers, and Noah Wolf will be joining us here just momentarily. And uh, the reason I brought them on the show is because Kyle is a senior in high school, uh, at Christian High School, Gracie. Walker just graduated and is heading off to her first year of college. And Noah Wolf also just recently graduated and is heading off to uh, his first year of college, also. And uh, I wanted to start with a uh, pretty amazing statement by a very famous philosopher. His name is Jim Carrey. Have you guys heard of this philosopher, Jim Carrey? Oh (laughs) yes. Yeah. yeah, He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jim Carrey is not usually somebody you think of as, um, giving serious statements about life, but he said something I thought was really interesting. He said, I wish everybody could become rich and do everything they ever wanted to do so that they could realize that's not the answer. I got Mm. that out of uh, of guideposts. And Mm. I kind of wanted to start off with that question, Gracie and Kyle, uh, because... I wanted to see what you think about that and what your generation is looking for. Um, Each generation has its own issues, has its own uh, ideas and where it's going and what it's looking for and what it's dealing with. And I just wanted to get your perspective on that as you're going to be starting college here. Uh, Kyle, you're back in high school, uh, your last year of school. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. What do you think? Does does your generation think that the solution to life's problems is to be rich and, and do everything that you ever want to do? Is that what's going to make them happy is that what that your generation is thinking
4: oh yeah for sure i think the i think the craziest thing is that when uh when people get what they want to they're never satisfied yeah um, they always want more and want more and want more and then they're just left and they go okay what is this good for um and that's what's so crazy to see is that um people put invest so much into themselves and it just doesn't do anything for them
3: yeah. Now, now, Kyle, a little bit of background on you. Um, you recently were made aware that you got a scholarship to Stanford. Is that right?
4: Yeah. Um, so in October, I committed to play baseball at Stanford and um, amazing opportunity. I'm very thankful. Um, God has opened up a lot of doors through baseball and uh, hopefully I can reach out to others uh, with baseball.
3: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Gracie, what do you think? Is that do you do you, um, the, the friends you have, the peers you talk to, uh, you know, uh, Are they looking for happiness through accomplishing all their different goals? Is that what you're hearing?
5: Yeah, actually, um, a lot recently with a lot of my friends, it's been more of like a chase for success and a chase for being recognized, a chase for being um, just known to the world. I think that that's something that especially our generation is facing today is that we want to be. Recognize, and we want people to know who we are, and we want to be recognized for who we are. And I think that a lot of this generation's fight for happiness is that we want to succeed, and we want people to know who we are. And um, I think that that quote by Jim Carrey is really interesting because I honestly think that if you know a lot of our young generation just were left on their own to figure things out, I think they honestly would figure out that. You know, if you chase everything that you think you want in life, it's it's not going to bring you much happiness. You're going to get to a point where you literally have there's no more that you can accomplish. And I mean, you're just going to be left with like nothing, nothing left. So.
3: That's a powerful statement. I mean, uh, that's a lot coming from a, a young person here starting in their freshman year of college. That's pretty awesome <laughs> to hear you guys say that. And that's kind of why I had you come on the show is because I wanted to hear your perspective and let others hear your perspective that um, a lot of people are chasing the wind. You know, they're yeah. they're running after that that carrot that's just out in front of them. And a lot of young people, you know, you um, know. We have a very high depression rate in our country and a high suicide rate. Mm. Uh, I believe that suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people, I believe, it's 16 to 24. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they say that the first years of college are some of the hardest for young people because they're out on their own and, and so forth and so on. So I um, I think it's important to hear that... Uh, What is it that's really going to make you happy? Is it going to be doing everything you wanted to do? Uh, Or is it something else? Is there something else that ultimately leads to fulfillment and happiness? It's a shame to to, get to 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life and finally figure out, wait a second. Everything I've done isn't what's made is, is, is not making me happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Carrey's statement there about about, uh, hey, I've got all the money I need. I've done everything I could possibly want to do. And yet I just want everybody to be clear. That is not my ultimate source mm-hmm. of happiness. Um, I think, uh, Gracie, can you tell us, uh, you just graduated. Where did you graduate from?
5: Heritage Christian school.
3: Okay. Fantastic. Shout out to Heritage Christian school out (laughs) there. Okay. And then also you're, you're, uh, continuing in a Christian education. You're going to where?
5: Calvary Chapel Bible college in Marietta, California.
3: Very cool. Very cool. So obviously, uh, for both of you, Christianity plays a big role. And then Mm -hmm. I think Noah Wolf, are you on the air with us?
6: Sir, I
3: am here. I'm here. <laughs> Noah, great to have you on the air. Hey, uh, uh, Noah's calling in. He, I've, Gracie and Kyle are in the studio here with me, but Noah's calling in. Uh, he's uh, actually already at college. You just ended up at college last week, right, Noah? Yes, sir,
6: I did. Yeah, so I'm here
3: now. Well, we're glad to have you on the air. And uh, Noah, where did you graduate from? I graduated
6: from Foothills Christian High School.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, and now where are you at now? Where are you going to your first year of college, or what are you doing your first year out of high school?
6: Currently right now I'm actually at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona.
3: Okay, that's great. And uh, I don't know if you heard the quote I gave, the Jim Carrey quote. Did you hear that quote I gave to Gracie I- and Kyle? i heard part of it about, about the money situation. So, yeah, so, so Jim Carrey says, he has a, a quote, he says, I wish everybody could accomplish uh, or do everything they ever wanted to do and become very rich so that they could see that that's not the answer. Um, do you think that your generation, generation is chasing, chasing after wealth and, you know, just doing things to find happiness? And uh, what's your thoughts on that?
6: Yeah, I think um, definitely there's this huge materialistic value that a lot of people in my generation are kind of going through right now. And it's a total, like, going through the motions process. Everybody wants to have things, whether that's money or a house or maybe even deeper things than that, like a certain relationship or a certain career or a certain uh, mindset of who they are, you know? And the sad part about that is from the people that I've met, the things that I have seen, like the, the, the more that you pursue those things, the less and less attainable that they become. You know, and so the further and further people press into like, oh, this is my dream career, this is my dream value, this is my dream car, this is whatever, you know, they get there, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, what? actually, I was wrong, this is my dream value, mm-hmm. this is my dream car, this other shade or other color of my dream car is my dream car, so, like... All these different things continuously happening, continuously going on. It's really saddening to me because I think people really miss what the true point of it is and that you know Jesus and, and how much fulfillment mm-hmm. he can bring in that I think just charge after stuff that is totally pointless and worthless and and' going to you know erode and die in the future, so it's really sad.
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. uh, The Purpose Driven Life, the book I was talking about earlier by Rick Warren, if you want to read it, it's a fantastic read. Um, The the opening line states, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And and that's so interesting Mm -hmm. um, that it seems it's not intuitive that the source of happiness in life is actually getting the focus off yourself rather than. Uh, you, know, you know, so what What should the focus be? If the focus is not going to be on me, then what should the focus be? We have um, a little bit of time left here before we hit the end of the break. Uh, Kyle, uh,
4: any thoughts? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, our focus needs to be Christ and what Christ has for us. Um, as far as me personally, every year of high school, I've uh, gone into it saying, like, what can I do for myself? Uh, what can I do to make this a great year for me? And um, at the end of every year, I find myself like like with regrets, like thinking of something I could have done better. Um, and I think going into my senior year, um, I think I finally got it. What it's not about doing what I can to make myself have a good year; it's doing what I can to make others have a great year, and that Christ is glorified. And if that happens, then I know I'll be happy with how this year's year yeah. goes. Hmm.
3: That's an amazing statement, and that's awesome. I think it takes a lot to, to get there, to get to that place where you begin to realize that ultimately what makes you happy is
4: not a self-focus, but another's mm-hmm. focus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah. Wish it oh. wouldn't have taken 17 years. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. Well, well, hey, that that's pretty young for yeah. <laughs> for gaining what you've got. So, you know what? We're going to be right back, and uh, we're going to continue this discussion about purpose and about this current generation. What are they looking for in life, and uh, what does the church need to do to reach out to uh, grab hold of them? Right.
1: You know you could have been a candle. I'm holding you so tight. You know you could have been the creation earth history museum for our 10th annual museum day family festival saturday september 26th hi this is jason payne museum curator i want to personally invite you and your families to a free fun-filled event including new exhibits testimonies from leading scientific experts meet nasa astronaut colonel jeffrey williams and many others activities for the entire family so join us saturday september 26th from 9 a.m to 6 p.m go online to learn more at creationsd.org or call 619-599-1104 619-599-1104 A lot is riding on your car's safety and performance. Count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard. Honesty, integrity, and quality service. ASE, BBB, and NAPA certified. 760-439-1631.
0: Jeans. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is AM 1170, The Answer.
7: I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to lay, flee for your sympathy, I don't mind. because you mean that much to me? It's me. Welcome back to
3: Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. You're on AM 1170 The Answer in San Diego, California. You can also stream the show around the world on AM1170TheAnswer.com. If you'd like a recording of this show, you can get it off my website, EducateForLife.org. I have some special guests in studio and on the phone this evening. Uh, Kyle Stowers, he's a senior in high school. Gracie Walker, she's just a freshman in college, just left high school, leaving her parents. Her mom is crying at home right now. And then uh, we also got Noah Wolf. He just got back to college last week, or it's also his freshman year. And what we're talking about is we're talking about this generation. Um, Every generation has its different struggles, the different things it's facing. And what are the struggles of this generation? Well, if you've been keeping up in the news, there's all kinds of things going on. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the biggest ones right now is the big controversy over abortion. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've seen the Planned Parenthood videos that have come out, and they're just horrendous. It's like something out of a horror film or something. Mm -hmm. And... Mm And what's happening is uh, If you've seen the latest video, it's It's almost too hard to watch. Uh, Somebody's actually in in Planned Parenthood is actually um, dissecting the brain of a live baby. Uh, And and this is just unbelievable. Not too long ago, a New York judge granted habeas corpus to two chimpanzees. This is in New York. And you have to ask yourself, what in the world is going on here? What is happening where we we are in a country now which is um, dissecting living babies, selling their their arms and legs uh, for a profit. We have a a judge giving uh, habeas corpus to chimpanzees which means basically civil rights to monkeys. And then we have a, a, a professor up at Princeton, uh, who who uh, is okay with a, uh, killing babies up to two years old infanticide mm-hmm. um, and you know wow. I, I look at this kind of situation and um, for me I have my opinions about why this is happening I think uh, when, you to, uh, culture, when you begin to push God out of culture when you begin to push God out of public schools and so forth what ends up happening is you end up with people who, who look at a human life and say it's no more valuable than a chimpanzee mm-hmm. um, it's no more valuable than the cat you dissected in biology class. And um you know, for some people out there, that may sound extreme, but if you look at what's happening in our country, this is this is where we're going. And um, in 1962, prayer was taken out of the public schools by the U.S. Supreme Court. In 1963, the Bible was removed pub- from the public schools. In 1968, evolution was essentially mandated in all public schools. And so we see a changing culture, a changing tide here. And I wanted to get your guys' perspective on this. Um, these are issues you are going to have to deal with among your peers in college and so forth. Kyle, when you get to to stanford do you anticipate this being a problem and how are you gonna how are you gonna deal with these issues um that are going to be coming your way
4: um yeah stanford is super liberal um and it's the exact opposite of christian high school which is super conservative <laughs> so it's uh, two extremes um but i think uh god is preparing is gonna be preparing me this year um gonna be throwing a lot of things at me um that i need to know going into going into my uh first year of college. Uh, and then also last year, um, took an awesome Bible class, um, talking about world religions. Who was who your teacher? Uh, Kevin Conover. He's, he's all right. Oh, okay. He's all right. <laughs> um, but I think there's, uh, there's been a lot of things that God has been, uh, uh, doing to prepare. Um, he's preparing my heart, preparing my mind. And, uh, I think I'm gonna be ready.
3: That's awesome. Now, so, so again, Kyle, along those same lines, uh, you're in a situation where, uh, you know, uh it's like Daniel and the Lions den in a lot of ways. Um do you feel like that pressure uh, have you experienced any of that pressure
4: yet? Now you play baseball. Do you play in any public leagues? Uh in a oh uh, yeah, I mean club teams? Um the I mean baseball is uh, the coaches, the players, it's not the most uh Christ centered uh atmosphere, um by any means. But um thankfully I'm very grounded in my faith. Uh mm-hmm. thankfully I was raised in a Christian family, gone to a Christian school, so um has personally not been a problem for me, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the awesome thing is that it's going to be a place where I can shine for Jesus, and um, there's going to be a lot of people who who need to hear about Christ, um, and I'm going to get that chance to share it with them, which I, I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, That's fantastic.
3: Uh, Gracie, what about you? How are you going to deal with uh, the issues that this generation, I know you've been very involved and kind of up and out front Mm -hmm. uh, on some issues uh, that our culture is facing, that our city in San Diego is facing. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to deal with those uh, issues as you you head off to college and so forth?
5: Yeah, I think the biggest shock to me is as much as I'm hearing from, you know, parents of friends that I have, like, you know, praise God for you going to Mm -hmm. um, Calvary Chapel Bible college, you know, it's going to be a safe place for you there. And, you know, you're probably not going to have to deal with a lot of these issues that are coming up. And honestly, I will be probably one of the only people among my friend group to say that in the Christian community is where you're going to get apathy and where you're going to get some people Mm -hmm. that have fallen for Satan's lies. And I can honestly say that I have met people, even though the Christian community, I mean, seems as though, obviously, if you're reading God's word every single day, you're going to be equipped and ready with the armor of God for these issues that are coming up that seem like no brainers, like, oh my goodness, you know, this is not of God. But honestly, what I've seen recently is that Christians have compromised They've become apathetic. They've become tolerant of things in this culture that are not of God. And so for me going into Calvary Chapel Bible College, I do not see it in any way as a place where I can relax Mm. or a place where I can be um, not necessarily, I don't think safe is the right word, but somewhere where I can just kind of let my guards down when it comes to these issues, because I think it is going to be prominent in even in the Christian community that Satan has woven his way Mm. into um, Christian leadership. It is rising up people that are leading God's sheep astray. And so my goal going into Calvary Chapel Bible College is to be bold and to be aware and to be looking around me because I totally, completely expect to have conversations with people or people that, um, are twisting God's word into saying something it's not. And a lot of these issues like abortion, homosexuality, even this deal with Israel, the Iran deal and everything, our support of Israel, all of this stuff that's going on, um, is becoming prominent, even in the Christian community. And as much as that's sad and is just, it tears at my heart, it's time for us to stand. And I think that when I go to Calvary Chapel Bible college, I'm I'm really really excited to bring this into this Christian community because I know it's not um all that it seems. Mm. So
3: Okay, thank you. Um, My guests this evening are Kyle Stowers, Gracie Walker, and Noah Wolf, uh, two freshmen in college and one senior in high school. And uh, they've just got their heads uh, firmly on their shoulders, and I wanted to give them a chance to speak their minds and give their perspective. And uh, we're going to be right back and give Noah Wolf a chance to answer that same question. So, Noah, don't worry. I'm I'm not leaving you out here. Okay, so we will be right back.
7: I hear my name was talking. That out of my life to another's arms
1: Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. For
2: 36 years, Fast Lane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fast Lane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. FastLaneSailing.com. At Dana Landing Arena across from SeaWorld 619-222-0766 AM 1170 The Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world
0: AM 1170 The answer.
3: Welcome back to Educate for Life. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host. We're on AM 1170 The Answer. You can stream the show around the world on am1170theanswer.com. And uh, if you'd like a recording of tonight's show, you can go to my website, educateforlife.org. I've got in studio with me today, uh, this evening, Kyle Stowers, Gracie Walker, and Noah Wolf, uh, two freshmen in college and and, a senior in high school. And we're just talking about their generation and what they're dealing with. You know, not too long ago, uh, in fact, in 2014, Philip Seymour Hoffman... Uh, pretty famous actor. He was in the hunger games. Uh, mm-hmm. he was in, um, let's see, almost famous. Uh, he was in a recent movie called the master in 2012. And, uh, a lot of things he, he, uh, died of drug overdose. And, you know, frequently we hear of famous people who seem like they've got a lot, they've got a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot going on in their life. That seems good. Um, and yet they're doing things that are essentially ruining their life or they, they, they don't think they're, they don't seem like they're that happy Corey monteith uh he was um in monte carlo he was in uh, glee the 3d concert movie um he was in uh all the wrong reasons and he died of a heroin and alcohol overdose uh Brittany murphy um also uh could have been drugs we're not sure uh exactly how she passed away but it looks like uh alcohol abuse or something uh, related to that she was in clueless Just married with uh, Ashton Kutcher, and a girl interrupted. Uh, She passed away. Uh, Another girl, Lucy Gordon, uh, in a bunch of famous movies, Spider Man 3 uh, and and Serendipity and so forth, she committed suicide. And I guess the reason I'm sharing this is is suicide is a big problem right now among uh, American teens, Uh, third leading cause of death, I believe. And, you know, when we get down to it, that really comes from a lack of purpose, a lack of hope, comes Mm -hmm. from uh, just a lack of uh, meaning in life. And Mm so. Uh, i've got these three young people on here and uh they're all determined they're all going uh, you know very driven very focused very uh kind of know what what where they're headed and no i wanted to start this segment off with you um what's driving you what's giving you purpose in life what's uh where is it that you get your hope from if somebody asked you hey what's my purpose what what, what am i to be about uh what would you say to them
6: yeah, so I think, first off, I think Kyle mentioned it earlier in the show, and, and I think it's so important, and so huge, and when someone gets to a place where they can grasp it, it's really powerful. that um, life's not about yourself, you know what I mean? Um, You're were, you were explaining all those celebrities, and, and we see them on TV, and we see them in the mm. public, we're like, man, like, these people are so cool. And look at them, they got everything they wanted for themselves, and then they end up doing terrible things. And so life's not really about yourself. It's about who you are in Jesus and who you are to other people. And so when I think you start realizing that, um, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus cares about you, that Jesus is really the only thing that's going to matter in the end, and that through Jesus you can love other people, then you start really finding yourself and your drives and your goals and your passions. And the 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 sad thing to me is that, I, I just got to college last week, and, and I go to a Christian university, but there's a lot of secular universities around here, mm-hmm. and, and so many so many Christians are so apathetic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think Gracie talked about that earlier. They're so apathetic to what's going on, and they're like, oh man, like, that's okay, like, you, 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 I don't want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just going to stay here, and if you want into that Jesus thing, I don't want to get up in your face. I don't want to do that. And I see that growing up in the culture as well, so many people are so influential, and who who you spend your timeless who you are around is gonna affect who you become. Yes. And, and and I think so many people don't want to submit to power. They don't want to submit to God. They don't want to acknowledge that what they're doing is wrong, that sin is wrong, that they have a sinful nature. And so instead of doing that they 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 neglect it and you see it in all spectrums of life. You see it in the Christian communities with, with Christians and Christian denominations saying, oh it's okay to be a homosexual and, and be married. And you see it in secular cultures as well. So many people try to twist what God says, or mm-hmm. ignore what God says at all, and make what they want to do seem okay. When in reality, it's not. If you look at the statistics, you look at anything—abortion, homosexuality. Really look at anything you want, regardless of whether you think or you say it's okay or it's not okay. It's. Still has terrible results and yeah. outcomes. Yeah. yeah,
3: and I think I think what you're saying is really true. You know the the, uh, the scripture says there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Yes. And I think a lot of people they they're thinking, hey, this will make me happy. This will make me happy. This will make me happy. This will make me happy, and they don't even realize that they 're just chasing the rainbow mm-hmm. and, and the rainbow just keeps moving and uh, so th- they never get to the place where they 're finally happy and, and i right. I find that very interesting in psalm thirty seven four it says delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart mm. and uh, thats that 's very important in matthew six thirty three it says Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. And you know, if God is the guy, if if God made us, well, he's the one that knows what's going to make us happy. And that's so, so critically important. And I think that's a message that more young people need to hear. And, um, I wanted to, uh, kind of segue into another question here in regards to this, you know, uh, a lot of, people uh, in general don't go to church and a lot of, um, your generation actually is one of the lowest in church attendance. Mm. And, uh, it's interesting that, that people aren't going to church. And what I want to ask you about is, um, why is it, do you think that people, that young people aren't going to church and is it the fault of the church or is it the fault of the young people? Um, I want to read some statistics and, uh Researchers, a sociologist at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, uh, found that people who frequently attend church and other places of worship are happier than those who attend less frequently. One third of the participants who attend church frequently and have at least three to five close friends there said they were extremely satisfied with their lives. of people who go to religious services weekly will say they are extremely satisfied with their lives compared with less than 20% of people who never go to such services. And if you compare two people with the same number of close friends in life, both inside the church and out, those with stronger relationships in church report being happier. Mm. When we come back, I want to ask you guys that question. I'm going to let you give your answers to that question. We'll be right back.
2: In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash & Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Main and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with
0: Kevin Conover. Look no further. We have the answer. AM 1170.
7: The answer. You
3: Welcome back. You're on Educate for Life Radio. My name is Kevin Connor. I'm your host. And you can stream this show live around the world, am1170theanswer.com, or you can listen in San Diego, am1170theanswer. Uh, my guests tonight are Gracie walker Kyle Stowers and Noah Wolf, two freshmen in college and a senior in high school, and uh, they're wrestling with all kinds of issues as they uh, are moving off, getting away from their parents. They got to deal with issues of, hey, what's the purpose for my life? Why am I alive? What's going to make me happy? Uh, all kinds of, uh, along with all the issues in our culture today, there's mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of uh, conflict in our culture, in American culture, and around the world. There's just all kinds of things going on. Um, you know, you can look at it as, a, as an exciting time to live or has <laughs> a scary time to live you know exciting. um yeah exciting okay we <laughs> <laughs> Kyle is an optimist um and you know we we left off and what we were talking about was uh the fact that uh the the studies show that people who go to church are a lot more happier than those who don't. And this accounts for the amount of friends you have and anything else. People who go to church end up being a lot more happier. So the question I, I went into last segment was, uh, why don't more young people go to church if that's the case? Is it the fault of the church itself or is it the fault of the young people? And is there anything that you guys think, let's say you're out there and you're looking for a church, what is it that's going to draw you uh, to a church uh, family and and uh, what's going? On, what's what appeals to you as uh, young people here?
5: Um, I think for me, ultimately, is, and I think I can speak for a majority of the young generation, Christian generation, is we want truth. We want the truth of God's word. And I think that there's a fault with both the church and uh, us, mm-hmm. our generation, um, for um, not. Being at church, <laughs> and I think I mean I want to address first of all that we as young people, what we need in our generation is truth, and god 's word is truth, and we are not in a, a lot of churches we are not being fed enough in youth group in college groups, we are not being fed enough of god 's word. I think that a lot of um, youth pastors, but youth Gracie, leaders.
3: But Gracie, the the youth pastor or whatever is going to say, look, it. If I if I give them too much of God's word, what's going to end up happening is a bunch of kids are going to leave, and then the senior pastor is going to say, hey, um, you know, you need to do something a little more entertaining because we're losing kids and then we're losing parents. What w- what would you say to that?
5: Um, baloney. First of all, <laughs> that, um,
3: oh, that, was very, you, that was very theologically <laughs> adept sorry. there. Okay, thank you.
5: First of all, if If what you're worried about is losing people in your congregation because you're preaching too much of God's word, you need to get your life set back on track. Because first of all, what you need to be teaching this generation is God's word. And if you are worried about preaching too much of God's word, you can never have too much of God's word in especially our young generation's lives. And I ultimately believe that We have put so much of an emphasis on technology and the hip cool. And I think that's awesome. And I honestly think that plays a good part into bringing people to church. But I think that needs to be more of a minor role. I think that the first priority should be feeding your congregation God's word and then worry about, you know, is this contemporary? Is this going to does this look good to the eye? Does this feel good to the person who's coming in is the music we play good is mm. the technology you know up to date all that kind of stuff should come after are we preaching god's word to this younger generation yeah. because that's what we need
4: that's awesome so kyle yeah what do you think uh i would say i mean i think the church has gone away i mean they've gone to like hating the sin or not the sin um i feel like there's a lot of people who don't feel welcomed at church um it's, it's not welcome to sinners i feel like a lot of people feel that way um, because in reality it's you love the sin or hate the sin. Um, because I mean, I'm not getting, I'm not here to say that all sins are equal. I'm not here to say that they're, they're all mean the same thing, but, um, <laughs> I'm here to say that everyone sins hmm. and that everyone should be loved regardless of their sin. And I think the church has gone away from that. And that's why so many people, um, aren't really going as much as cause they don't feel loved. They don't feel welcome. They don't feel that sense of comfort, what church should be. We're not here to, we're not here to put you down and, uh, criticize you. We're here to build you back up. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Um,
3: That's powerful. Uh, So when you go off to college at Stanford, uh, Kyle, you're going to be looking for a church that... Um, that is reaching out to people. That's loving people despite their sin, and that doesn't. And you're not saying that they accept their sin, but they're they're loving them in spite of it, and they're encouraging them and strengthening them to change. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Cool.
4: Everyone's imperfect, but mm-hmm. you love people despite their imperfectness. Yeah. Um, you don't yeah. agree with what they do. You don't, by any means, um, promote what they do. But you also say that you mm-hmm. you don't you don't say that it's right because yeah. I mean,
3: yeah you don't condemn them. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, what do you think?
6: Um, so, first off, what's really sad to me is the fact that media and culture, I think, has put such a bad light on church.
7: Um, and, on,
6: uh, and on Christians. Mm-hmm. And so it's very difficult because I think a lot of people in the world look at church and like, oh, that's just a bunch of people to accuse a bunch of other people. Mm. You know what I mean? And so first thing, at first, is that I think that I heard a quote one time, and there's parts of group, is part of it i don't. but basically the quote went like this is that if you want to reach a culture or a generation, you have to be willing to speak their language. Mm. And so I think what Gracie was saying is, is important. Now, it should not be the key, like she said. Um, but you want to have a youth group where you do the best that you can do. Whatever you find to do, do it to the best of your ability. So it looks good. It sounds good. Um, it, it, it fits. So people can draw into it. But mm-hmm. secondly... I think it should be a place where people are living out Christ. Where, where, mm-hmm. when, when churches become, you know, upset in numbers, like I would rather have five lions than a thousand sheep because lions do tons more damage. And so... It, it, <laughs> <laughs> not
3: not yeah. that we're trying to damage anything, but you yeah, mean that exactly. metaphorically, exactly. right?
6: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Death. Okay, so, but my point is, from that is that When I go to a YouTube and I see people being open, or or a church even, not even a YouTube, but I see people being open, I see people helping people in the congregation, I see people loving people, I see people in the worship being passionate, and I see what they're preaching and what they're teaching is actually what they're living out, and it's different than anything else that's said in the media, and different than what, what, when I go there, there's something there that's totally different than what I'm actually, uh, what I actually hear about the church. That I think is where people are going to start to find man, there's something with this Jesus person that's different. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, Noah, that's that's a fantastic answer. I love that. We're going to be right back. We have one more segment left to go, and uh, my guests are Gracie Walker, Noah Wolf, and Kyle Stowers, uh, and we're talking about their generation and what they're looking for. We'll be right back.
1: God is changing lives on the streets of Hillcrest. And City on a Hill San Diego engages the community, talking with people, listening to them, and sharing God's love. See the stories at com. This is your invitation to get involved. Join them for a new worship service the second Saturday of each month at 6 p.m. at Joyce Beers Uptown Community Center. Call for details, 619-354-2511, com. Sharing faith, hope, And love.
2: In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash & Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Main and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover.
0: San Diego's home for intelligent, conservative talk. AM 1170, The Answer.
7: From
2: the corner of my eye, there's a tear I'm trying to cry.
3: Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM1170TheAnswer.com. My website is EducateForLife.org. You can get a recording of this show if you'd like tomorrow on my YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video. You can also check this out on iTunes podcast. Um, my guests this evening are Kyle Stowers, Gracie Walker, and Noah Wolf, two freshmen in college and a senior in high school. And uh, we're talking about their generation, the issues they're dealing with. And I'm just trying to get their perspective. Um, I think it's It's important to hear the perspective of the younger generation um, so that we can, um, you know, see where they're at, what they're dealing with, and how we can better address the problems that our culture and society is facing. And uh, uh, you guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but the unemployment rate for – your uh, age bracket is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at twelve point four percent and uh, uh, Nick in the in the studio here is shaking his head like, yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd have another job, but I don't. okay so so uh, sixteen to twenty four year olds is about triple the rate faced by thirty five to forty four years old. They're only at four point three percent and forty five to fifty four uh, years uh, age people only are at four percent. The unemployment rate of you of sixteen to twenty four years old is very high historically. Uh, from 1995 to 2008, there were only 10 months where youth unemployment was higher than it is now. Mm-hmm. Now that's a big that's a big issue. You're going to college. You're going to pay lots of money for college, and you got to get out and you got to get a job that's going to be able to pay the bills. And ultimately, mm-hmm. if you want to have a family, if you want to uh, and, and these sorts of things, and raise kids, and especially if you want to live in San Diego, mm-hmm. um, you are going to have to uh, get a job that's pretty well paying. Mm-hmm. Um, I can barely stay here myself. But <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> If we look at, it's not just unemployment that's a problem. There's big problems. Uh, According to uh, the survey on bullying by the NEA uh, in 2011, one in three students is reporting being bullied in schools. According to the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, uh, the last 30 years of the 20th century were characterized by major escalation of youth gang problems. Uh, We're talking in the 1970s, there were 19 states that reported gang problems. By the 1990s, all 50 states reported problems with gangs. Uh, Violent crime offenses are up since 1963 over 1,000 percent. The attorney general recently made a statement saying that uh, the average number of mass shootings in the U.S. has tripled in recent years," uh, he said. "From 2000 to 2008, there were uh, there was a tripling in the in the f- at least five per year, and then in 2013 there were 12 mass shootings." violence is now considered a public health issue. This was never the case uh, in the past. Uh, But since 1965, homicide and suicide have now been in the top leading causes of death in the United States. Now, keep in mind, again, I'm back to this. I always say this. 1962, prayer was taken out of schools. 1963, Mm -hmm. the Bible was taken out of schools. And so, um, I don't think that's just coincidence that these problems are increasing. Uh, Teen pregnancies are through the roof. Uh, In 2010, four out of every ten uh, babies born were born to uh, a mother that was not married, mm-hmm. and uh, these are serious issues. Uh, teen pregnancy alone costs the country taxpayers nine billion dollars per year. Um, we are over eighteen trillion dollars in debt. I'm, tr- I'm trying to really bring you down here, Kyle. Yes. Kyle's so optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring him down. Can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. So, so that's significant. So, in in California, just had to r- release uh, somewhere around ten thousand prisoners because the U.S. Supreme Court demanded it, um, because we can't, we can't have, we have too many people in prison. Um, we're spending somewhere around eight or 9 billion, I believe per year just to feed criminals in the prison system in California. I mean, these are gigantic problems. Right. Um, so my question for you guys is, uh, how do you deal with this for your generation? Are you afraid that you're not going to get a job? What, what's keeping you optimistic and, uh, Noah, why don't we start off first with you and then we'll, uh, We'll get through. This is our last segment, so uh, go for it.
6: Okay. Um, well, first thing I think, when you love the people, when you love God. And when you take the time out of your life to dedicate it to what he's blessed you with, the talents he's blessed you with, the gifts he's blessed you with, and really invest in a relationship with him, get deeper, go closer to him, he's going to take care of you. I think that's a promise we see in the Bible. Now, does that mean it's going to be easy and I'm going to be driving around like a Ferrari for the rest (laughs) of my life? I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah. I don't get a Ferrari for being a Christian. Yeah, what the heck? No, Why not? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody
3: um, should have told me that before I started.
6: <laughs> before I signed up, yeah, absolutely. But, but I'm not concerned. I'm not worried about that. And I think that. I think there are so many issues in culture today, and I don't think that they should be taken lightly, but I also don't think Christians, especially Christians, should address those issues in a sense of like, oh man, like it's all over for me. You know? Like, I think we should go head on towards those issues, towards those problems, like maybe we can't fix all of them, but Jesus is bigger than any bill Congress can pass. Jesus is bigger Amen. than any issue in America. Yeah. So mm. we need to invest in that and go after
3: it. That's awesome, man. That's, you know, that's that's a great statement of hope. You know, that's what Jesus is really all about—is hope. Um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, without God, we we despair. I mean, what hope is there without God? Uh, without Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the dead. And um, Kyle, I want to give you a chance to say something here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Gracie talk last because she talks the longest.
7: so <laughs> Kyle,
6: go ahead.
4: Um, I mean, I love what Noah's saying. Um, at no point um is it like we should we give up. Um, we're given literally the greatest hope to ever. That has ever been on the earth, and that's Jesus. Um, uh, if we we just need to be sharing that with others, sharing what Christ has done in our life, and I think the devil has done such a good job at keeping Christians silent. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason. There's no reason that we shouldn't be sharing what Christ has done in our life, and that because mm-hmm. because that truly impacts others. People go, okay, why is this? Why is this person like? Why why is he doing so good in the midst of all this bad? Um, and then they find out that it's Christ, and that that's it. Like that 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 in itself is attracting. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about
3: it. I mean, uh you guys should see Kyle when he smiles. His face is his <laughs> the, the smile cannot fit on his face. He's got such mm-hmm. a big smile. Yeah, and what's what's the uh,
4: verse you I, I don't remember exactly what you shared, but it's like uh it'll be knocked down but not torn like fully torn. I don't remember exactly what verse you shared with yeah, the uh,
3: oh, yeah. Yeah.
7: um We yes, are we are we I...
3: are crushed but not defeated. I, I don't have that read verse read memorized, that this memorized morning, yeah. Yeah, Oh gosh. Okay. Everybody who's listening, please look up that verse. Yeah, I was We're trying crushed, to look it up right now. Defeated. I could find it. Gracie, what about you? Um, these guys, guys have, you know, they've said, made a great statement about hope here uh, in Christ and mm-hmm. and that keeps them from getting, uh, you know, despairing. Uh, what right. about yourself?
5: I would abs- have to absolutely agree with that, that Christ is the only hope and he has his will and his plan for our lives. And no matter how hard it gets or no matter how unsure you are of what's coming next, Um, Christ has you in his hands. And so it doesn't matter what the devil's going to try to do to make you feel discouraged. Just continuously pray for God's joy and his plan and his will for your life. Um, I definitely like what you were saying earlier about the Bibles and prayer being taken out. I absolutely 100% will say that is definitely not a coincidence that all of this stuff is happening after that. I also think, um, you mentioned, you know, a list of things, gangs, unemployment, And I think that honestly ties around to the title of this, which is having a purpose-driven life. And I think that, I mean, having the Bible and having prayer, being taken out of schools and even just um, institutions, organizations, is that with God, with Christ, there's purpose. And when you take that out, people are striving for purpose, but they can't find it because you find it in Christ. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of the unemployment um, has to do with... um, people, they want purpose and they're striving. They they know what they want, but then they have what they want. And it's like, you know what? where's my purpose? I don't have a purpose. I actually have a friend who went to, um, Biola and, um, she got a four year communications degree and now she, she has no idea what she wants Uh to do. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, Oh my goodness.
3: Especially (laughs) with the cost of colleges right now, we could do a whole show on that too. But you know, we're wrapping up here. We're just about out of time. Uh, for everybody listening out there, I encourage you to go to Matthew chapter six, verses 25 to 34. You know what? If you don't know Christ, Mm -hmm. Christ gives hope. Amen. And, um, I just want to Encourage you that um, if you're if you're in despair, if you're living a hopeless life, uh, walk to the doors of a church on a Sunday, uh, or maybe even sooner, and uh, just ask to know about Christ. Uh, he will change your life. Oh, no. We're just about out of time, and so we'll pick up next week with another awesome show. And uh, it's been an honor being with you this evening. Mm. And thank you guys for being on the show with me. Thank we you. Absolutely. Okay. It's an honor. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Okay. Good night, everybody. Have a great night. God bless you. <gasps>
1: Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educate educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170, the answer. Bring your time and bring your shame.
2: Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't
1: you know that's not your name? You will always be much more.
0: Educate for life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by EducateForLife.org.